I'll say this. It has been a hell of a news cycle for septuagenarian football coaches. Welcome to the L. Duncan Show with Gary Streisky. And because all of these future Hall of Fame septuagenarian football coaches. See, there you go again, just using words right out of the gate that I don't know. You should know because you are a tricenarian, and I know that it is your birthday. And because of all of these. Birthday, and this is really selfish of these coaches to be doing this, they did this on my on day. Birthday. This is very selfish. They, re- they 100% wrestled the head- headlines away from you. <laughs> They made it about themselves. It's not cool. Yeah. I mean, God, Bill, did you have to wait to get fired on Gary's birthday? Does it, has it hit you that your beloved Patriots, that the dynasty officially came crumbling down on your birthday? Like, did, <laughs> did I end the dynasty? Like, did the dynasty die when Gary Streisky turned rose? 30? Was born seven? Okay. Churdy seven, you see these grays. You see this flash of gray right there. You can't spell Gary without the gray. Mm-hmm. 37, not. 37, not. Okay. It's actually pretty sad. Yeah. I'm, I don't know what to feel, how to feel, because whether you're talking Pete Carroll in the great Northwest and all of our viewers and listeners out there, or you're talking about Nick Saban, who has been the guy in college football for the better part of two decades, or Bill freaking Belichick. There's a lot of internal emotions that I'm sure you're feeling too. Not just how we feel about these coaches and what they did and how much disdain you had for one of them, which is what you said on Twitter, the highest level of respect you can give a guy is get the out of here. God, this is so amazing. Leave. Don't come back. Don't let the door hit you on your way back. Being a Georgia fan, that's the highest praise you can give somebody. I guess I'm thinking more of it as I turn 37 and I'm seeing what amounts to these coaches that were definitive of our teenage years and in our 20s and into our 30s, now closing a chapter in a sports world, which coincides with us closing a chapter in our like sports fandom. It's sure. really weird. It's interesting because um, when I found out the news, and I want to walk you guys through just a little peek into like how things work on a sports-centered type of schedule, right? Let's just take this week, for instance, all right? Monday's easy. You're just reacting to football. You're looking ahead to the national championship. Tuesday, perfect sitch. Reacting to the national championship, okay? Wednesday, typically Wednesday, we're getting, we're moving forward. We're turning the page. We're doing college football offseason stuff. We're looking at the NFL draft because these players are now moving on. And, of course, we're getting ready for this weekend and the NFL playoffs, right? Thursday and Friday, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. Yeah, Thursday's like the big day because, uh-oh, injury report's going to come out. Correct. Here we go. And Here that's go. the first little morsels and nuggets. And that's when we're bringing yes. the Jeremy Fowlers and the Adam Schefter to be like, so what is the likelihood that Jalen Waddle won't play in Kansas? I mean, he's yes. not going to play, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's when we all, get those first morsels. It's all informed guesses really until yeah. like Thursday and Friday is when we're starting to get real tangible evidence about outcomes or what could potentially impact these games, right? So the buildup is there. Friday is usually a little bit of a news dump, right? So we're like wrapping up the week. You're going to notice like a lot of people are kind of like off on Fridays, whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's typically how it goes. I come in yesterday and it's like, all right, Pete Carroll out. 
And what's so interesting is, I hope I didn't do this to him. I don't think I have that power. But I said just a few weeks ago, when we were talking about this whole, is Mike Tomlin on the hot seat thing, I just pondered with a segment producer I was sitting there with, quick question, why do we never question Oh. Pete Carroll? Why do we never question whether he is on firm ground or not? Because while we already know that Pete will go down as the greatest Seahawks coach of all time and what he's done and what he's meant to that organization, you got a whole lot of tepid results of late, man. 2013 was 10 years ago. That's when yeah. they won that Super Bowl, right? So I always wonder, like, we just never talk about it. Like, we yeah. never even mentioned that Pete Carroll in any conceivable way could be in trouble for his job. So that news comes out of nowhere, seemingly. Pete Carroll yesterday, and we're like, okay, so we're going to do our whole show honoring Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. who, based on that press conference yesterday, Gare Bear, he is not ready to walk away. Mm-hmm. 72 years old, still has got the energy of a young buck, said so. He's moving into a advisory role, well, which Coast means- do that to you, man? They got that green juice out there. I thought you were just going to leave it at green. They also got that. They also got plenty of that, too. Up in Seattle, you can ski, too, any time of year. Wow. It's true. <laughs> it's really a free-for-all. Anything goes out there. I don't think that's what's I leading the, to Pete yeah, Carroll's stamina. No, no, no. He, uh, he's a healthy, healthy man. He's a healthy guy. But Mississippi River bias. I mean, it's west of. You know it. It's so just, they're not, they're not New England. They're not New York. They're not the Mid-Atlantic. So there's like, yeah, what y'all doing over there is cute. Yeah, Emerald Whatever. City. Emerald City. Let's get back to the Yankees <laughs> and the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So Pete Carroll happens. We're going to do the whole show yesterday yep. about Pete Carroll. I'm standing there taping at like 5.05 p.m. Eastern time. I'm standing there taping a segment with Lewis Riddick where we're talking about the Seahawks and like what his legacy means. And then my producer pops in my ear and goes, hey, when we're done with this taping, we need to regroup because Nick Saban just retired. And I'll be damned if I did not drop to my knees and scream, thank God, get the out, okay? (laughs) So that happens. And very quickly we go, oh, poor Pete Carroll. Poor Pete Carroll. And Adam Schefter was like the guy to speak up and say it. Like Adam Schefter was like, poor Pete. That man deserved to have his moment in the sun. This was supposed to be Pete Carroll Appreciation okay. Day. Here comes Nick frickin' Saban. And now he is a total and complete afterthought. I got two points here. Did you say Louis Riddick was in the studio with you? Louis Riddick was, was I was Oh, that's so him. funny because I just think it would be awesome out of context if you just dropped to your knees after that segment and were like, get yeah. And Lewis Riddick thought you were talking about him. And he's like, damn, L. <laughs> All right. I thought the right. segment was pretty good. Um, secondarily, the whole Nick Saban to Pete Carroll thing, mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit more of, of, of a morbid comparison, but it was very much June 25th, 2009. What do you mean? When Michael Jackson passed away. And it stopped everybody sure. in their tracks. Yeah. What is that? What do you mean? And who also passed away that day? I don't know. Exactly. Farrah Fawcett. Uh, oh, and on oh. any other day. Oh, yeah. I mean, they died in like the same county on the same day. Yeah. Any other day, that's, and it, it was a headline, of course. And I'm not trying to make jokes about the passing, but any other day, that would have been the headline. But it's Michael freaking Jackson. Yeah. It's Nick freaking Saban. Right. Everything stops. Every rundown gets torched, gets Throwing blown out, the out of the water. Out the window. See you later, guests talking about whatever you oh, thought yeah. you were talking about. Oh, yeah. NBA this, no, 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 NFL that. Get 
Paul Feinbaum on the show now. Right, now. right now. Get every SEC person we've ever. Somebody call Laura up Roman Rutledge. Harper. Laura Rutledge was it? She like appeared on set. That's I was like, there I'm she is. Saying. They put out that back call, and like that's the thing that's really cool. We got to give a lot of props to the people behind the yes. scenes because we're the ones that sort of get this information. But when we're getting this information before it even comes in our ear, Nick yeah. Saban is retiring. There is a news desk that had to fact check that. There is someone on the line trying to get literally everyone with any kind of connection they could ever think of that works here, that knows Nick Saban, that covered Nick Saban. So within minutes of this happening, we've got Reese Davis, right? We've got Laura Rutledge. We've got Greg McElroy, who played for oh, Nick yeah. Saban, won, won a championship with him, right? We've got Stephen A. Smith, because of course he is the voice of all things here. He's homies ESPN. with Saban. <laughs> oh, homies with Saban. He said that was one of the greatest moments of his career, yeah. Saban flying him out to go speak to Alabama last year. So we are lining all these people and we're getting all of this perspective. And it just, I felt so bad because we would literally like do like 14 straight minutes on Sabin, rightfully so. And then we'd be like, in other news, Pete <laughs> Carroll is also out after 14 seasons in Seattle. Sports Center, we'll be right back. <laughs> and then all of this happens. And then today happens. Thursday no. happens. And right before we start taping this show, we get the news that Bill Belichick said, Hey, Pete. Hey, Nick. I know yeah. you used to work for me, Nick. Hold my beer because here's some more news for you. I got something to say. I'm out. After 24 years in New England, it is done. We talked on this very show just a couple of days ago. Bill sort of hinting at the fact that, like, I might be okay to just, like, take one role yeah. and give up the other role. Based and off of what he said the last time he was in front of him, Michael, was like, hey, I am under contract, and I'm going to talk to Robert about what is best for this team and how I can help contribute. Those That wasn't the exact quote, but it was something along those lines. It gave me the impression that he was going to find a way and Robert Kraft was also going to help find a way to keep Belichick in the organization in some capacity. Obviously, that's not the case. They came to a mutual um, parting of ways. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a massive end of a chapter. Another quick peek behind the curtain and how you talk about all hands on deck. I woke up this morning to a text from our lovely boss, Maria, and she was like, call me urgent. And I was uh -oh. like, uh-oh, I'm deaf. You're coming off the I'm, bench. I'm someone's yeah, calling me off the call. bench. We yeah. got 25 hours of Sports Center. Unfortunately, I woke up about 30 minutes after the text, but this is how good... The behind the scenes is at Sports Center. I called her. I was like, Maria, I'm so sorry. Improv went late last night. First off, she was like, Happy birthday, Gary. Secondarily, stand down. Everything's all good. Got coverage. And then pop Sports Center up at noon. Randy. Anna Storm. Yeah. And Randy. Randy Scott. Yeah. So they bailed I mean, you out. it was it was yeah, it was all hands on deck. I was like, Oh, y'all should have called them first. Y'all yeah. <laughs> should have called Hannah and Randy first. So I was definitely the backup to the backup. But yeah, man, we had stuff bah, 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 ready to go. I definitely used to do that when I was in your position. Like when, they don't, when you do the six, they don't really call you anymore to do other shows. Sure, Not too sure, much. Sure. So, um, but when I was in your position and they would have to call me in for stuff, I would do that. I'd see the call. I knew it meant they were trying to call me off the bench. Yeah. I'd give it 15 minutes and call back. Cause typically by then they found someone else. They're good. They're good. No, I literally like woke up. Cheat code. Saw the text and I'm like, oh, damn. Cause it was like eight. You're like, let me hit it right back. Right after I go work out, have <laughs> breakfast, do this laundry and take a shower. She's like, Maria's like, Gary, why are you, why are you breathing so heavily? Are you on the, are you on the, are you on the treadmill right now? And yeah, I'm just wrapping up, wrapping up a quick ten miler. Anyway, you need some help? No. Uh, so oh. you, so you listened, yeah, to the Bill Belichick New England press conference. Sad. Of which I didn't. You said it was sad. It was sad. I think, um, I think it's it's only sad if you're a person from this region or you're a person that has any sort of positive ties 
positive memories maybe to the organization because it's all you've really ever known. Mm -hmm. Quite literally, the coach of the millennium, 2000, ever since the year 2000, this guy has been judge, jury, executioner, GM, head coach, doer of no wrong in New England. And now that chapter is done. And yes, the ownership group remains, but Tom Brady isn't there anymore. Bill Belichick isn't there anymore. And it's almost as if a, a piece of New England's identity is gone that'll never, ever be recaptured. I mean, you can unequivocally say this about New England. You can say this also about um, Alabama. Like this, the unprecedented talk, for sure, it will never, ever happen again. And that's like a pretty hard reality that you have to sort of deal with. It. We will never, ever get to enjoy the amount of success that we enjoyed over the course of this time frame. Sure. And that's a pretty tough pill to swallow. You'll never ever ever in your wildest dreams duplicate that success it's it's andy bernard in the office i wish you knew you were in the good old days before they actually left yeah while you were still in them that's just the plight of man we're always not going to appreciate things until right like we're never going to appreciate things while we're in them i seem to remember multiple times over the years us going hey guys like take stock of what you're witnessing right now because tom brady's never happening again or even when i was young take stock of what you're witnessing with michael jordan guys like that's never going to happen again I'm not pessimistic enough to say, like, it's never going to happen again. Obviously, things are changing. The landscape is changing. I mean, I'm sure that there were people back in the Vince Lombardi days that would tell you no one would yeah. ever even come close to sniffing the greatest coach in NFL history. And I'm pretty sure Bill has done that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that you – I think we're being a little bit sentimental, Definitely. as we should be, right? Like, especially for people that are our age and a bit older, because you're right. You're talking about these three coaches, and I joked about them being septuagenarians, but you're joking about people who have been very much a part of the conversation for over two and a half, three decades, mm. and the idea, and like sustained success and yes. all of those things. And they have earned their moment in the sun. However, Nick Saban is the only one of those dudes who actually wanted this. Like, he's the one that decided to walk away. And we were talking about it yesterday with Laura Rutledge and others. Did you see this coming? Was there any indication? And Laura said it just felt like he was being incredibly reflective this year. He just was Uh, taking in moments. He was savoring things more than I'd ever see him do those things before. I really appreciate, as much as I have gone after Nick Saban, solely because... He has been the harbinger for all horrible things for my program at Georgia. I love the fact that he just went out and in a very Saban way, didn't want some farewell tour, which he could have deserved. Like, Mm. he didn't do any of that. He just told his team... From what I understand, he was still meeting with like yeah, straight up like coordinators and stuff like filling positions yeah. this morning like or yesterday hours morning. before yeah. he even decided to walk away. Um, and he's going to be done. Um, Pete Carroll clearly sounds like yep. he wants to coach somewhere else. But then there's Bill. Yep. Bill's really interesting um, because it's been 24 seasons. I remember many years ago, Bill hinting at or other people hinting at Bill saying he doesn't really want to coach into his 70s. Mm-hmm. He's 71. He's tickling 72. He'll be there in April. And he's already being linked to teams like the Falcons. Um, and I just, why? It, like, I don't know. All of our colleagues today are sitting on air doing the whole, like, if Bill Belichick wants a job, he should be the first person that you call. Like, you mm. want him over everybody else. And I do wonder if that's still the case. I wonder that only and solely because... We even hear, even this week, the Julian Edelmans of the world. We've been for years, heard the Gronks and the Danny Amendolas talk about what it's like to play under yep. Bill Belichick. 
you gotta be a different dude. They played for Tom Brady, right? They played under Bill Belichick, but they played for Tom Brady. You gotta be a different dude. Yeah. He there is no games here. We heard some people talk about how Nick Saban has softened yes. over the years. I don't know a single player that said that about Bill Belichick. I think Correct. he's the same person today as he was when he first came into the league. And I just don't know that that necessarily resonates in the same way. And if you're Bill, are you really only doing this, let's say going to a place like Atlanta, because you want to be able to prove, you want to you pull your own Brady, you want to show, like, I can go somewhere else and make this happen? You don't even have a quarterback there. Why would you do that? Why would you start back? I just don't, I don't know what's left to prove and why Bill Belichick can't just sort of ride out on what he's already done and why he would be that coach that you need to have more than any other. 13 more wins and he's the winningest coach of all time. But do numbers really motivate Bill Belichick? And I think the whole, like, can you do it on your own? I don't think you have to change zip codes to have to do that. I mean, he had that opportunity for the last three seasons, <laughs> you know what I mean? In yeah. New England to be like, okay, yeah, Bill's going to, or rather Tom Brady's going to go down to Tampa and I'm going to do this by myself. And okay, yeah, he did. He took the Patriots to the playoffs that first year with Mac Jones. But since then, yeah some of the worst football in the league the last two years. It's just so hard because when you go to a different franchise, it's, there's no overnight turnaround. No. There's no overnight turnarounds in the NFL like you could have in college football if you get there early enough and now you can tap into the transfer portal. So now you can have all these four-star, five-star guys come to your program and all of a sudden revamp it. You're not doing that through free agency with grown dudes who – aren't going to come to, let's just say, Atlanta. Just because Bill's Just there. because Bill Belichick is there. I don't know that there is. I don't honestly know that there is that. I hope that there are former players that will listen to this and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know that there's people clamoring for that anymore. I don't know that anyone, I think people were clamoring to pay for Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I don't yeah. know that anyone's going, God, I just need to play under Bill. I don't mm. see that. And you've got some great young pieces there in Atlanta and the skill positions. Obviously, every first round pick's gone to the skill position. Yeah. And obviously, you've got a really winnable division. Mm. And frankly, you know, you've got a decent defense. A defense that's really overplayed, played yeah. outside of themselves. That's your side of the ball. Patriots defense, still solid defense, right? Yeah. Like, say what you want about the personnel stuff with, with Bill. But he's failed at that so often. And I don't, are you, you're then getting rid of Terry Fontenot, which I'm not, I don't care about that either. He can mm. go as well. I just don't, I, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And I just, we, they keep linking him to the Falcons. Arthur Blank, super classy guy. They're both similar personalities. Yeah. Like, I think it's a good personality fit. They're both cerebral, serious. I mean, he's closer to Arthur Blank, the owner in Atlanta, in terms of age and, and, and things in common than he is with this generational crop of players. This reminds me of when the Patriots beat the Falcons, actually, mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl. They were down 28-3. to three. And the players were mic'd up on the sidelines. I think I think it was Julio Jones, and uh, they were up twenty-eight-three. He's like, "Nope, nope," because you know who stills over there on that sideline? They still got Tom Brady on that sideline. It wasn't is Bill Belichick on that sideline. It was nope. They still got twelve on that sideline. This was before the Patriots came back and yeah. and came back. So I think players in the league. I guess I should say the point I'm trying to make is um, to back up your point. There was it was more of an admiration for Tom Brady who had Bill Belichick as his coach and not Bill Belichick, this, this high and mighty guy who, yeah, had Tom Brady as his quarterback. Yeah, I think you dealt with Bill's ways because you wanted to play with yeah. Tom Brady. And, I, and, and think about this. His players now, Belichick's players now, 
are this up and coming crop of coaches in the Mike Vrabels, in the Gerard Mayos, sure. the in-house favorite, yeah. um, according to some of the beat writers who follow them every single day, who might, you know, get that baton uh, from New England and become the head coach. So I don't see why he why he comes back. Just go hop on your boat, go down to the Cape and enjoy retirement. <laughs> Whatever it is, retirement or not, on the other side, we'll remind you very quickly of the incredible journey of Bill Belichick to New England. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. L. Yeah. As if this news dump couldn't get any, any dumpier. What? This weekend. Are you kidding me? What? <sighs> Pete Carroll retires, or mm. whatever. Nick Saban retires. Bill Belichick, Patriots part ways. Are you kidding me? Shane Green has signed a minor league contract to go to Texas Rangers spring training. Right. Blow up the rundown. Are you kidding me? We buried the lead. <laughs> Yo, it's Absolute a great worst. time right now to get any news yeah. that you want to get out there yeah. out and just tucked away and yeah. forgotten forever. Yeah, if you're embarrassed about something, release it, it today. Now. Just snoozed up it. Out now. No one will pay attention. <laughs> Before we move on from the coaches that are moving on, yes. I just, Bill Barnwell, great colleague of ours, NFL brain trust, fantastic. He's got an amazing article up right now. If you just want to do a deep retrospect on the years of Bill Belichick, it's great. But of course, this is an ADD crowd. We talk yes. to ADD people like us. So I did all the reading for you. I can just sum up. I, I just want to remind people of the incredible journey of Bill Belichick, and I can do it in like under a minute. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Hired by the Browns after serving as Bill Parcells' protege. Okay. Fired after five seasons because he was a grump. That's what Art Modell, the owner, said. Not me. Links up with Bill again in New England as an assistant. Parcells bounces, goes to the Jets, brings Bill. Then Parcells in 2000 is like, you know what? I'm out because y'all finna be sold and I don't want to coach here no more. Perf. Bill Belichick is still there. He's the heir apparent. But <gasps> Bill didn't want to be there. So, of course, he resigns at his initial news conference. Sues the league. Let me go some, but somewhere else. Anywhere but here. Not here. Then the Jets are like, no. Then he's like, okay, Jets. Give me personnel decisions and I'll stay. And then they're like, oh, God, no, you're fired. But we still own your rights, but we'll let you go out and interview. Here comes Bill Parcells again. Calls his homie Bob Kraft that he used to coach for. Interview him, dude. Bill's that guy. All right, bet. Likes him. So Kraft calls up the Jets and says, let's make a little trade. Give you a first rounder. Greatest trade of all time. Fast forward, 2000, greatest pick of all time. Sixth round compensatory pick, 
They wanted to get a quarterback. Who's it going to be? Louisiana Tech quarterback Tim Brattay or Michigan quarterback Tom Brady? Who's that guy? The rest is history. Read the rest on ESPN.com. But again, just what it took for him. He was a pariah. He was never going to coach again. You know, he was only benefiting and suckling off the teeth of Bill Parcells. And for him to take all of that and not quit, not to be too like rah, rah, sis, boom, ba, but mm. that is such a great story, you guys. He went from being the youngest coach in the NFL by like many, many years to the laughing stock of the league. And he pursued and he kept at it and he asked for his value and he wanted his value. He had done nothing to precipitate getting full personnel control. But he knew <laughs> that's what he needed to be successful, and he demanded it, and he got that from someone. So let that be a lesson to us all. If you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. That's good. And now Navy is about to have a hell of a season <laughs> next year because Coach is coming to instill a new offense down there in Annapolis. Yeah. <laughs> you know that it's coming. Um, all right. One thing that we have shored up that is confirmed, we can put this to bed. Oh. As soon as Nick Saban retired from Alabama, yep. here come all the rumors. Oh Oregon gosh. coach Dan Lanning, who was a grad assistant mm. for Kirby Smart when Kirby was there in Alabama. He's on his way. Yep. He's the next up-and-coming thing. He's done a great job at the turnaround of Oregon. Pac-12's closing up shop. They're moving. Come on, Dan. What did Dan say today, Gary? Dan lit up that, that stogie and was like, I'm straight. I'm staying in Eugene. It was so hilarious, too, because he chirped prime earlier in the season oh, yeah. for putting out content. And this was like a 60-second curated video. It had a track. It had VO. It had edits. It had highlights. It had filters. And then it had him at the end of it just lighting a cigar. I'm like, who does this guy think he is? Al Capone? Yes. It was awesome. And he's staying a duck. There it is. He's staying a duck. I like Dan Lanning. Yeah, Dan Lanning got that, got that, got that swag about him. It makes the most sense, dude. Yes. You want to come... Follow Nick Saban no. at Alabama, where you already know the SEC competition mm -hmm. is super lit. Or do you want to stay on an Oregon team that's going to join a Big Ten yeah. conference that will probably not have Jim Harbaugh there? Correct. An Ohio State team with no quarterback. Like, you're already one of the best teams in the Big Ten right now. He don't want none of this SEC smoke. And that's no offense or no knock on Dan Lanning. He's mm. building something really nice at Oregon. Now's not the time to bail. And also, for all of you that are tweeting at me, we get really excited now about Nick Saban, but wait till Kirby leaves. Shut the up. Kirby's, why would you do that? Why would Kirby, a Georgia alum, who, yes, coached under Saban, a Georgia alum, leave the program that he built that looks a lot like Alabama right now for Alabama? That's so stupid. Y'all stop. Get out. And another thing. Yeah. Shut up. Damn it. And another thing that happened today. <laughs> I said this last week. Oh. I told you, boo, I'm always here for the storylines, in particular, if they're petty. What happened? Guess who announced? He's coming back to Texas. Oh. For another year. Their quarterback, Quinn Years. Here's the one problem with that. Oh, damn it. <laughs> There's just a guy named Arch Manning <laughs> sitting on the bench, sitting around waiting. Okay, uh -oh. the same Arch Manning who drew the biggest crowded media day, even though he's riding pine. The same Arch Manning who's got like a real, real famous family sprinkled throughout Hall yeah. of Famers. It's Arch Manning, yeah. the guy, the NIL money. He is the Texas prize. And now he's going to sit for a whole other year? 
Arch Manning going to look real good in that crimson. <laughs> I'm, I'll tell you that much right now. He's going to look good spinning the rock down in the loose. God, that was probably a tough conversation for Sark to go through, huh? I know. So, Maybe okay. It was. Let's like, let's like role play. Because okay, here this, we go. I said this before. This <laughs> is such a precarious situation for Texas. I actually don't envy the situation that they're in because Quinn Ewers did not do enough for people to go. You took him on the CFP. You can't, you, you can't sit him, right? He didn't. He took, I get that. He did. He took them to the CFP in the semis. But in that particular game, what I wanted for Quinn was for them to ball the F out yeah. whether they lost or not. Okay. Simply because that's the only way where you were going to quiet the Arch Manning calls. They won Arch Manning so bad. Quinn Ewers had to play outside of himself to quiet those. He did not. So what I'm saying is it is a precarious situation, though. Mm -hmm. Because despite the fact he didn't play outside of himself, he still played good enough to get you within... A game of the national championship. However, when you talk about momentum, energy, excitement, all of those things that are important, it's Arch Manning. You spent so much money to get him. You got him specifically because he wants to work with Sark. He wants, you know, to become a pro-style quarterback early on. Sark is great with that, whatever. He's not sitting another year. I just don't see it. I don't see it in a time and an era when you get black marks for staying longer in college as a quarterback, mm. you do. Michael Penix Jr. gets so many marks because he is a six-year guy. I don't see a guy like Arch Manning staying in Texas and solidifying that he is going to play through his senior year. I just don't see I don't see it. And because of that precarious situation, I can only imagine how much Texas was praying that Quinn Ewers would just move on. Because if Quinn had had an amazing game, maybe his draft stock goes up, maybe. I think Quinn is reading the tea leaves. He's like, I can come back and do better, and I can, you know, I can better my draft position. But because of that, Texas now has this big problem. And I want to do a little role I mean, that might. I mean, that, that might, listen, if he won that CFP, took him to the national championship, he might have come back for his senior season anyway. I mean, look at the quarterbacks that are, that are going to be in this draft class. Drake May. Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, I mean, he he's he wouldn't get drafted over Maybe those JJ three guys. Yeah, I, I don't include him because I don't. Think any I don't guys think are a first round. Completed ten passes in the national championship. Exactly. Game. All right, so okay, let's do it with some role playing, okay? Right. So I want to do. I'm going to be Sark. Okay. When Quinn Ewers tells him this was the conversation. This is the conversation when he decides he's going to come back for another year. Coach, come in. Hey, Coach, you see all this news about Nick Saban retiring, Bill Belichick out of New England? Yeah, what's up, Quinn? What do you need? Oh, that's crazy. No, I just got done with uh, with a class here, Coach. And just Where's your country accent, Quinn? I just kind of wanted to talk to you. Just kind of wanted to talk to you about uh, about sort of this season and maybe kind of my next step here at the program and, and, and sort of beyond. I know we had a lot of expectations, and, and we definitely checked a lot of those a lot of those boxes this season. Got us a game away from from the national championship, and I'm sorry that I couldn't. I'm sorry that I couldn't bring that home. That's home all right. It's not us. on you, Quinn. What do you want to talk about? I know, Coach. I know, Coach. It's just that it kind of it was kind of sitting heavy on my heart that you know, as an upperclassman, you know, getting ready to leave a program that I kind of that I kind of left it in your hands, and I, I'm kind of possibly leaving it 
with a bad taste in everybody's mouth with the loss in the sugar bowl. I don't think so at all, Quinn. You've done a great job here for Texas, and uh, nobody feels any kind of way. I know, Coach, but it's the sugar bowl, and I feel like that wasn't too sweet ah, Don't too worry sweet about it. Don't Coach. think about it at all. You're going to do so many great things with your pro career. I am going to do a lot of a lot of good things in my pro career. I do believe that, Coach, and that's exactly what I kind of sort of came in here to talk to you about is that professional career and that next step. You're Congratulations, Quinn. You're leaving? I pre no, well, no, Coach. Actually, I was... I'm looking forward to that pro career after my senior year here at the University of Texas. Wait, so Quinn, what are you telling me? You're you're coming coach, back. Coach, I'm coming back, coach. Why? Coach, I'm coming back. Why? I mean Coach, I'm coming back from my senior year, coach. Have you consulted with your agent about this? Coach. I'm coach. Okay. I want to come back, coach. Have you seen Mel Kuyper's latest draft? I mean, you're doing really well. No, coach, I've just been training. I've been in the weight room, coach. I just want you know, really? tomorrow's not promised, Quinn, and what we know today is today you could play for a team in the NFL today. But I want to play for you, Coach. I want, I'm going to follow you everywhere, Coach. I'm not that great of a coach, Quinn. I mean, I, you know, I do all right. Coach, you going to Bama? Because <laughs> if you go, I'm going. Coach, I'm going. Good point. <laughs> I don't care about any of this, Quinn, because I'm off to Tuscaloosa. And if, and if listen, players can, can declare by January 15th I don't know if you can rescind a declaration of staying or going, but what if I'm just going to throw this hypothetical out there because oh all of them have hit that I've tossed out there. Sark gets the job at Alabama. Uh, Arch Manning follows him to Tuscaloosa. He's anointed the starting quarterback for the Crimson Tide. Is Quinn Ewers going to want to stay in Austin if his head coach has left? No. So can he redeclare for the draft as long as this happens before January 15th? He will. Quinn, Ewer, Quinn Ewers is like one of those dudes who's like, you know, like uh, like Jim Harbaugh. I'm a Michigan man. Like he, wants he is to, a Texas guy. He wants that to be dude, more of a, he, he wants to be known more for his legacy as a collegiate quarterback than what he could possibly do at the next. He level. is all in on Texas. He's he's a, he's Texas, a Texas guy. Boy, yeah. yeah, he's, he's a, a Texas Dallas guy. boy. Yeah, all he wanted ever in his whole life, he like dreamt of it. Like he yep. ain't going nowhere. So yeah. he gonna be at Texas. It's just a matter of whether Arch Manning is going to be at Texas or not. Back on the Al Duncan Show. We already previewed on Tuesday's show yep. um, just the actual matchups, you know, in a very L. Duncan and Gary Streisy type of way. So really Throw quickly, here's what I want to do as we get ready for wild card weekend. It's right. wild. That's right. Um, I'm just going to run through the games. You give me okay. the winner. Saturday, two games. Cleveland at Houston. Give me Cleveland. I My love the Joe, the, the Joe Flacco train. Miami at Kansas City. Kansas City. It's going to be sub-zero there. Um, out of the Saturday games, I'm going to go Houston. Ooh, Houston. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking Houston. And I'm going to go, it's going to, it would be the first time out of four tries that a rookie has faced the number one total defense and actually won. They've all, all the other ones have lost. Which is so I think I CJ think Shroud's going to do it. Okay. I think he's going to do it. Miami at Kansas City. Oh, I'm going Kansas City. Kansas City. Listen, Miami's, uh, Miami's injury report looks like in an, a CVS receipt yeah. at this point. It's full of names, but the one name that's not on it is Tyree Kill. Mm -hmm. It's a revenge game for him, and that's the only, only possible thing I can see. Tua's got to throw for 250 to Tyree Kill, 12 receptions, like three touchdowns. It's he just, has, it's going to be has really to have cold, man. These he are not... Tyree Hill is used to that, okay. but the rest of the Dolphins are specifically two. He's played one game sub 40 degrees. Right. It's going career. to be like negative five degrees. Yeah. It yeah. might be the coldest game in recorded history. Correct. <laughs> Good luck. Damn. Sunday, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo. 
Give me Buffalo. Green Bay at Dallas. If this was on the road, if this was at the Carhartt Jungle in Green Bay, obviously it's not. Give me the Packers. But Dallas, Dallas is literally undefeated at home. They're a completely different football team. At yeah. Home. I'm going to go with Dallas there too. I'm also going to take Buffalo. And then LA and Detroit. This one's sexy. Yeah. This one is, gosh, I, I'm going to feel so bad if Detroit loses at the hands of the guy they traded yeah. away, yeah. Matt Stafford in LA. So for those reasons, give me Detroit. But mm -hmm. so many of our colleagues have said this Rams team, aside from the 49ers, the one seed, are the spookiest and scariest, biggest wild card sure. on the NFC side of the playoffs. Sure. But give me Detroit. Yeah, I'll go with the home team here. I'll go with Detroit just because I kind of like want it to happen. And then, of course, on Monday, we've got Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Which is crazy. Philadelphia does not look anything like the Philly team that went to the Super Bowl last year and Tampa Bay, one of the hottest teams down the stretch in the back half of this season, so much so they're hosting a freaking playoff game. I'm not going to count Philadelphia out, even though everybody is, everybody has, and rightfully so. But maybe this is the week they figure it out. <laughs> Give me the Eagles. If playoff games could end in a tie, this would be the prime one too, but they can't. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'll go with Philly just because I just don't trust Baker Mayfield. It's been a fun story, but like, okay. I still trust a team who largely the same team that was in the Super Bowl last year over this Tampa team. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if you your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so we'll see if we're right. And if we are not right, I'm sure you will not tell us about it in the comment section. Thanks for that. Speaking of comments, social media going wild right now. Why? What happened? There is two sides. There is a two sides debate happening on social media right now and it involves the Miami Heat head coach Eric Spolstra. This is heat culture, baby. This, this is, heat culture. is heat culture. Okay, so the news comes down that Spo is going to get an 8-year, 120 million dollar deal, okay? An extension. As he should, man. That dude's been absolutely fantastic since he came there in 2008, all right? We think Great, that's the deal. That's the story. But there's always more to the story. And in the days since that extension was announced, a little something-something came out, which is that the Miami Heat have Eric Spolstra's back in more ways than one. Not only did they pay the man, they waited to ratify the deal until his divorce was final so that his ex-wife couldn't get a single dollar of his new contract money. God, that's so petty. Like, listen, I'm sure that she's going to be fine once... Assets were separated pre $120 million, but that would have been nice. But this is too much talking, L. 
Like they, the ink is barely dry before they're like, ha ha, look what we did. There's gotta be some sort of statute of limitations of, of, of tomfoolery, all right? Of, of shadiness, right? I'm not saying that Eric Spolstra and the Heat are in the wrong. All I'm saying is they took their victory lap over this whole thing a little bit too quick. Maybe let the, maybe let the ink dry a little bit. No, once the ink is dry, the ink is dry. But Listen, it don't it even sound like it was dry. It doesn't even have to dry, okay? It can be smudged. The second you sign that, it's a done deal. They were very strategic. You think they didn't wait? They didn't wait. But here's the thing, okay? Because everybody is now tweeting at his ex-wife, Nikki Spolstra. Way to go, you dumb. The trolls are out. Way to go, you fumbled the bag. Ooh, you're so stupid. Uh-huh. And I'm with her. She she slapped back. What'd she say? She's like, I'm sick of this. She's like, according to the crass, ignorant, uninformed society at large, women can't win. Women can't be genuinely in love with someone successful. No, they're just pretending that they're in it for the money. And if a woman chooses not to be with a successful partner, apparently she's an idiot. And I think she's 100% right. This, this reminds me of a story that my dad told me many years ago. Oh, is it story time? Sure. Story time on the L. Duncan Show featuring Gary Streisand. We all know Clark Duncan is an official. He loves being an official. He does it on the side. It's a thing. Blow the whistle. <laughs> Blow the whistle. He used to be an official with yep. a man, quiet man in his late 50s, whatever, who apparently had been going through a tough time because he was getting a divorce. Okay. And it was tough on him. He'd been with his wife for a very long time. His wife, like something nefarious. I think she mm -hmm. left him for someone or something like that. You know the story. This man wins the lottery. Yes. Hell yeah. Straight up wins, and like a big one. I don't mean a scratch off. I don't mean a $100,000 scratcher. I don't mean these stories on it's my like, my lotto life or what the- It's the, had two commas in it. Yeah. You know, when you watch like my lotto dream home yeah. on HGTV and these yeah. people won $50,000 on a scratcher. Yep. No, 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 no. He won like hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, he won a Powerball. Oh, at the time it was- something that had mega in correct. the title. Correct. There was like, it was like history setting at the time. Oh, damn. And this is months after his divorce is finalized. Yes. And I just remember everyone being like, this dumb. And I remember even at the time being like, sure, yeah, sort of. But also if she was unhappy in a marriage, she's not dumb. She got out of it. Who cares? Who cares? And they're doing the same thing to poor sweet little Nikki just because she met her husband as a heat cheerleader. Oh, for, is that how I went down? Yeah, she's a heat cheerleader. Currently? Yeah, no, she was. Oh, I mean, she's like, clearly she's... not cheerleading for them anymore. She know, was I'm Eric Spolster's like, wife for 10 years. Damn, she's staying active. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's Keeping cool. her rich, gotta get that paycheck. Um, and I'm, what side do you fall on? Are you of the, ooh, bad timing chick? Or are you of the, the timing is the timing and none of it matters because you're free and happy. Oh gosh, the timing is the timing, but I do have to wonder like if 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 Eric Spolstra was just a video coordinator, okay? Would the glitz and glamour of the Miami uh Heat cheerleader have given him the time of the day? And then vice versa. So Fair. if you ask me what side I fall on, um Nobody's side. I, I fall I'm Switzerland, baby. You know what I'm saying? I am Switzerland. Super neutral. But You're both in it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Damn. Listen, she's going to be all right. They've been married since 2008? Uh, no, 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 he's no, been no. with the Heat since 2008. Oh, got They've been it, married for it. like 10 years. They've been on the books? Nah, she's straight. She's good. Yeah, she's going to be fine. She don't She don't need the 120 amps. Also, she has her own hustle. Let's also not insinuate. What does she That's do? the other thing that we do. She's got like a 
podcast that she does. I think she's an influencer. I'm just saying, let's not assume that everybody that is married to a successful person is just a kept person that's not doing anything, that doesn't have their own thing, that doesn't mm -hmm. have their own hustles. Like, let's not all assume that either. So I'm sure she's going to be just fine. Okay. Well, uh, can I just can I just give you this quick nugget? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm part of a very, very successful podcast myself, and it has generated me exactly zero dollars. That's true. So she needs a part of that $120 million. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> like, oh, Spol, let me hold a dollar, please. I love that you dubbed this podcast successful. No, I didn't. I said very successful. Oh, oh. Because it is. Clearly, we've got fans. Listen, clearly, we've got commercials. Run it. Oh, that was a good segue. All right, we're going to close things out yep. by. Um, Doing a little wish list, if you will, because there is a source that says Netflix is doing a new NBA documentary series. Remember, great success with the series Quarterback, yep, which shockingly followed quarterbacks Whoa. in the NFL. Whoa. And reportedly the five players that were chosen for the first season of this project. Now, remember, these are the people that are going to sell this thing. Yes. There's going to be more seasons of this. It's going to be because these five were so compelling. And I'm not going to lie, there's, there's three of them on here where I'm like, hell yeah, LeBron James, you got to have a yep. Jimmy Butler. Just a walking soundbite. Check, 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 check. Yes. Anthony Edwards. It could just be him. Well, he might back out of this. He's project. fantastic. <laughs> hey, hey, Kermit Wiltz might be backing out of this project the way social media be putting his business on blast. Fair. DeMontis Sabonis. Love that. He has a vineyard. Oh, I don't know enough about him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. As a Hall of Famer? You're clearly the demo. Hell yeah. And Jason Tatum. I like Jason Tatum because we're going to be like, oh, he's the best dad ever. I, I like Jason Tatum, but I do uh, I think he's it's boring. Gonna be, he's he's going to be at low key. Deuce is going to be the star of the show. So low key. Deuce is going to be the star of the show. Okay. All right. So it got us wondering <laughs> if you could choose five people yes. to have Netflix follow around, who like five ESPN hosts, colleagues. Yes. Who would be on your Netflix docu-series if we were trying to sell more seasons Ooh, of this? Okay? That's a good way to put it. Right? If we were trying to sell it. We need to sell this thing. Because part of me was just like, dude, who do I have like a man crush on? Who do yeah, I no. Like, you, they've got to be good on TV. There's got to be something interesting. Okay. Now, I think that like, let's just put like the Stephen A. Smith aside. Okay, yeah, because I mean, Stephen his a. Smith life is, is on the internet anyway. <laughs> right. And also like he would be, yes, like he'd be compelling and all that, but like whatever. I'm going to start with the obvious, just because I have witnessed a little bit of the whirlwind when he comes to town yeah. and his band of characters. You can't put me on the list. Uh, oh, oh, my bad. I wasn't. Oh. Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like yeah. pure entertainment. Yeah. It's wild. Mm -hmm. They go all over the interaction with fans. It's a lot. Yeah. And I think that would be a good one. You got a whole crew. I got a whole crew. Everybody. Crew, man. And just objectively loved on the internet. Casting directors would love it. They're like, he's already got like seven people to cast. <laughs> Done. Uh, I am going to go with Chris Fowler. Chris, Chris Fowler. Fowler is like, Chris Fowler is our, is ESPN's Bruce Wayne. This guy is mysterious. This guy is elevated. This guy is crazy and, well, not crazy, but this guy is like sexy and he's cool and he's mm -hmm. mysterious and he lives in Miami, but he's hiking mountains. He's flying on PJs. I have a man crush on Chris Fowler. What do you want me to say? Uh, well, I'm not surprised because... Yeah. I told that to him once, my first national championship, and he's like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, he probably ran. Gary Guy <laughs> crushing on someone. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, I'm choosing Monica McNutt. 
Oh. She's so fun. Okay. She's a really fun person. She's wild. She's, yeah, we need that. We need that. Right? You get your that. MBA perspective. She does a lot of things. And she's just like a very fun, entertaining person. We need that element. Okay. Yeah, you need her energy. You're going to like this one too. Uh, this one might be a bit of a homer pick mm -hmm. for me, but I'm going Randy Scott. Okay. Right? Randy's very funny. The Dachelor. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you see him wrangling up the three kids. You know, because oftentimes we see all these people on TV and they're like, oh my gosh, they're flying on the PJs. It's the glitz and it's the glamour. But you need a Jason Tatum. You need a Jason Tatum you on this cast. You need a Jason Tatum that people can be relatable with. All right. Randy Scott doesn't own a snowblower. And he's got a big driveway. Yeah. You want to be relatable. In Massachusetts. Yeah. What a freaking psychopath. So Weird. just one whole episode could just be this 40-year-old man just regretting. Taking out his driveway. Yeah. Just every scoop of snow. That feels like something people will not watch. But that's fine. <laughs> um, I was going to throw someone like a Kendrick Perkins in there. Okay. Again, like Kay Perk is like funny and his, he's like interesting. Like yeah. his life is. I just want to know more. I have a wild card for you though. You ready? Yes. Because you said like Chris Fowler is mysterious and stuff like that. No, 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 no. It could be more mysterious than Chris Fowler. <laughs> there is someone on campus here even that if you polled 95% of the people here, they would tell you they would want this person on a reality show oh, because be they the show. know nothing about this person. They are the most mysterious. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Enigmatic I know person who you're talking about. That literally, no one knows anything I know who about you're talking this about. person. Nobody knows where they live. Nobody knows any. It, it's rumored that they live under the building here. And that I know where he lives. Zubin Mahanti. Zubin I know where he lives. <laughs> I see Zubin all the time. Tell me he's not the most enigmatic figure at ESPN. Zubin Mahente is the rain man, dude. I was his intern in Denver, and that guy is Zubin Mahente. Exactly. Man. He is just locked. He doesn't have Twitter. He, he doesn't listen to music. He told in me 2024. he doesn't like. I asked him, I was like, Zubin, what's your favorite kind of music? He's like, oh, I don't listen to music. Oh, that's so good. I was like, none? I mean, he has this like dungeon. We call it a dungeon where he goes down and he watches like game film all the time. Nobody knows anything about Zubin. And that's why that's so he's good. so amazing. You don't know if he's dating. You don't know anything about him. That's so good. You know nothing. The man even walks around our town fully Does, suited. In, in jeans, middle like, of July. I'll, I'll be driving home. Zubin's taking his walk around the area we live, West Hartford. And he's just in jeans, long sleeve T-shirt in July. There it is. And I'm like, I'm going to go get him a yeah. bottle of water, turn around to give him a bottle of water. Poof, he's gone. Yeah, he is. He's like a magician. So that's what I'm saying, folks. Give me a Netflix show where they just put a camera in Zubin Behenti's den. Sort of feels illegal, but do that. Yeah. Or not Netflix. Get rid of the cast. It's just Zubin. And just let me learn about this, ma'am. Yeah, thanks. That's a good pick. All right. You know what? Happy birthday, Gare Bear. Thank you. I Still think it's selfish that Bill Belichick kind of take it up with them. Yeah, take it up with them. <laughs> got some free time now. I'm going to holler at my people in Atlanta. I'm going to set up a meeting for y'all at Magic City. See you next week.